0: Welcome to Signal from the Noise by Podcast Notes, the best ideas from the world's best podcasts in minutes. Please enjoy the notes from the Tim Urban Tribalism, Marxism, Liberalism, Social Justice, and Politics Lex Freeman Podcast number 360 episode of Artificial Intelligence Podcast. Intro. Tim Urban is the writer of the blog Wait But Why and the author of the new book What's Our Problem, a self-help book for Societies. In this conversation, Tim Urban and Lex Friedman discuss human history, the greatest people in history, social media, the good times and the bad times, utopia, conspiracy theories, arguing on the internet, political division, power games, Donald Trump, the mainstream media, social justice, the censorship gap, free speech, procrastination, universities, and hope for the future. Check out these podcast notes on Lex's conversation with Balaji. Host, Lex Friedman. Human history. If human history were a 1,000 page book, then the hunter gatherer period would be the first 950 pages. The prehistoric period would be the first 975 pages. History as we know it would be pages 976 to 1,000. The people of the past had no idea about the simplest pieces of information that we take for granted today. In the grand scheme of history, almost no one has experienced a shot shower the life that we experience today is not the life that our primate DNA is used to experiencing. The person that is most likely to feel gratitude is someone who has continually excelled throughout their life, according to Tim Urban. Examples, the greatest generation and the baby boomer generation. These generations do not take things for granted because there was a time in their lives when they did not have them. However, feelings of gratitude are on a case-by-case basis, there is an endless list of things that you can grieve about, and an endless list of things that you can be grateful for. Nationalism can lead to tribalism and bad things, but patriotism is a great thing, according to Tim. Quote, if you love your country, you should love your fellow countrymen. Ronald Reagan. Patriotism is a feeling of unity that has an implicit amount of gratitude. Greatest people in history. In Tim's book, He picks one person to represent the 250-year period of their page of history. He includes Buddha, Aristotle, Cleopatra, Jesus, Constantine, Muhammad, Charlemagne, Genghis Khan, Joan of Arc, Shakespeare and Gandhi. The odds of a Mongolian dirt poor herder in the 1200s becoming a household name today is beyond improbable. Would World War II have happened if Hitler never existed? Social Media Individuals have an especially big impact on the world right now. A small number of people are pulling some big levers. However, there is some level of conformity amongst this small group of people, which suggests that there may be some bigger force that is at play that is driving them. Leadership is the ability to move something in a direction that the cultural forces are not already taking things. Real leadership is when someone actually changes the cultural wave. The virtual reality revolution has the ability to change everything if it materializes. Good times and bad times. An excerpt from Tim's book, More Technology Means Better Good Times, but it also means badder bad times and the scary thing is if the good and bad keep exponentially growing, it doesn't matter how great the good times become if the bad gets to a certain level of bad, it's all over for us. The good is getting better each century the 20th century was the best century yet across every metric that matters. It also had the biggest wars in history, the biggest genocide in history, the biggest existential threat yet with nuclear weapons, the biggest economic crash in history, etc. The stakes are getting higher with both the good and the bad. Can the good get so good that the bad is not even an issue? Today's world would feel like a utopia to Thomas Jefferson, and Thomas Jefferson's world would feel like a utopia to a caveman the utopia jumps are happening on a more compressed timeline we could experience a new utopia version of the world within our lifetime part of what makes it a utopia is that you do not have to be scared that the worst bad guy will do the worst damage because certain protections exist we would be in the stone age right now if creating a nuclear bomb was as simple as microwaving sand because the 0.00001 percent of people that wanted to end it all could end it all As our technology grows, it is going to be easier for the worst bad guys to do tremendous damage. It is easier to destroy than to build. It takes a tiny number of people with enough power to do bad. Dystopias are real and they happen, we should not get cocky. The Romans never expected to find themselves in the dystopia they created. The dumbest thing that we can do is not be scared of exponential technological progress, America may have peaked in the 1990s, according to Tim Urban. There could be another uptrend coming, but it is impossible to know. He does not feel especially confident in his own opinion of where America is at on its empire trajectory. We have godlike powers of technology that other civilizations at their peaks did not have. Wisdom is an emergent property of discourse. The greatest things about America are from the wisdom of previous Americans a culture that fosters open, vigorous discussion can see into the future better than cultures that stifle discussion. Utopia. The means to achieve the utopia is what people disagree on. Tim does not propose a way to get to the next utopia. He is more interested in giving ourselves the best chance of figuring out how to get there. Ideologues are too confident that they know the way to get to the next utopia. The solution in these ideologies are religions to the ideologues, And once a religion has a solution, it cannot be updated. Tim created the ladder framework to explain the two minds that exist within each of us. Explaining Tim Urban's ladder framework. The primitive mind and higher mind are in a constant tug of war, which is represented by the spectrum on the left side of the graphic. The orange guy is the primitive mind that contains the software that was in a 50,000 BC person's head that was specifically optimized to help that person survive and pass their genes on in that world civilization happened quickly and brains changed slowly the orange guy with the primitive mind is still running the show in our mind the other character in the graphic is the higher mind the higher mind helps override the instincts of the primitive mind the primitive mind software is making decisions for us in a world that no longer exists the primitive mind is low-rung thinking The primitive mind wants to feel conviction in its sacred beliefs and agree with the people around it. The primitive mind identifies with its beliefs. It feels like any threat to its sacred beliefs is a threat to it personally. It has the desire to keep believing what it believes, which is fueled by confirmation bias. It has the desire to fit in with the beliefs of the people around it. Those beliefs are the boss of the person that is driven by the primitive mind. The higher mind can override the shortcomings of the primitive mind. The higher mind is high-rung thinking. The higher mind can search for truth instead of resorting to dogmatism. How you arrived at what you think is more important than what you think. The primitive mind is in control when a person reacts poorly to someone challenging their ideas. The higher mind likes it when someone challenges their ideas because it may help it get closer to the truth. Excellent conversations happen when higher minds exchange ideas without waking up their respective primitive minds. Conspiracy Theories Once in a while, conspiracy theories are true. Humans are pretty good at conspiring in secret. How do you create a system that properly evaluates a conspiracy? Most conspiracy theories crumble when sufficiently stress-tested by higher minds. A conspiracy that would not hold up to scrutiny sticks around when a community emerges around it that does not allow anyone to challenge it. It is optimal to create a culture where no idea is secret so each idea can be properly scrutinized. Tim Urban believes it is healthy to exist somewhere in the middle of the gullible and skeptical spectrum. Having a bias toward something will pull you toward the gullible side of the spectrum. People that believe every conspiracy is either at a 10 or a 1 on the gullible skeptical spectrum, They either blindly believe their team's story or fervently dismiss the other team's story. They jump back and forth between refusing to believe anything and believing everything. There is social pressure to laugh off any emerging conspiracy theory that is being considered by the other team. Example, the lab leak hypothesis. When there is a genuine conspiracy theory, that social pressure is its best friend. Arguing on the internet, an echo chamber is a collaborative culture of low-rung thinking based on a sacred set of ideas. In an echo chamber, the coolest thing a person can do is talk about the greatness of their sacred ideas and the evils of the other team's ideas. Changing your mind is not cool in an echo chamber, it makes you appear to lack conviction. The opposite of an echo chamber is what Tim Urban calls an idea lab which is collaborative truth finding. In a truth lab, arguing is considered a fun thing and no one gets offended when their ideas are challenged. Idea labs have an emergent property of superintelligence. Individuals rigorously collaborating and challenging each other results in discoveries like relativity and quantum mechanics that no individual on their own could discover. Echo chambers have an emergent property of stupidity. It consists of a group paying fealty to a set of sacred beliefs that cannot be challenged. It neglects humanity's ability to collaborate and achieve superintelligence. Being an ideologue jerk on Twitter is one way to get a lot of followers. Primitive minds flock to ideologues on Twitter even if the person is being a jerk. The algorithm promotes ideologues. High-rung disagreement is good and low-rung disagreement is bad. Ideas should be treated like machines that are stress-tested and not like fragile babies. Political division. Politics pulls our psyches down the ladder politics was life or death for the 10,000 years we were evolving through human history. Different parts of the brain light up when political beliefs are challenged versus when non-political beliefs are challenged. The default mode network of the brain lights up when political beliefs are challenged. Our primitive mind comes pre-programmed to care a lot about politics. Right now tribalism has coalesced around politics more than anything else in our society. The graphic that captures low-rung political thinking in the United States today. If you approach a complex issue with nuance, you will likely be attacked by both sides of the low-rung thinking political spectrum. Power games. Power games, everyone can do whatever they want if they have the power to do so. This is the state of nature and humanity's natural way. If the bear can catch the rabbit, then it can eat the rabbit. Liberal lowercase l, games, Everyone can do whatever they want, as long as it does not harm anyone else. There are laws to protect people's rights, but they are not totalitarian laws. Clear, strict laws are established around the edges of what people can and cannot do, and then everything else is freedom. The government is designed to protect the rights of the people. The government allows everyone to be mostly free in a civilization playing liberal games, but no one is free to physically harm other people or steal their property. In a civilization playing exclusively power games, it is okay for a person to take another's property if they have the power to do so. The United States is the latest civilization that has implemented liberal games. You're so free in the United States that you can choose to be unfree if you choose. A lowercase l liberal culture must develop an immune system that stands up to people that want to exclusively play power games. Donald Trump and the Republican Party. In the 1960s, the Republican Party was taken over by politicians who played power games. These individuals were willing to break the unwritten rules of politics. Tim Urban sees the Trump revolution as another iteration of politicians playing power games and demonstrating a willingness to break unwritten rules. The Democrats could either lose or play the power games with the Republicans. Their prisoners' dilemma and choosing to play power games have made everyone else in society worse off. Both parties have been playing power games over the last 20 or 30 years. There used to be more in-party fighting in politics, however, the forced ideological alignment within both parties removed the in-party fighting. There has not been a large foreign threat since the collapse of the USSR, so instead of the enemy existing in a far-off land, it is either red or blue. Donald Trump is both a symptom and a cause of the current environment. Trump's rise is evidence that the United States was vulnerable to the emergence of a demagogue, according to Tim Urban. A demagogue is in someone who takes advantage and knows how to push the right emotional buttons at the time. The voters worthy of analysis are the ones who voted for Obama in 2012 and Trump in 2016. Generally, these voters lived in places that experienced economic despair. They lived in places where the bridges were not working and the paint was chipping in the schools, for example having a distrust of media was the number one indicator of voting for Donald Trump. Mainstream Media Truth is at an all-time low right now. The media is not penalized for lying. Media is only penalized when they stray from their orthodoxy. There is an incentive for journalists and institutions to effectively lie in their articles because they are rewarded with clicks and not punished by their side for lying. Independent substackers stackers like Matt Tybee are incentivized, to tell the truth and are rewarded for doing so but this is less common at corporate media institutions. Media companies in the past had to actually balance neutrality and accuracy or they would lose their viewership to their competitors. Social justice. People throw the baby out with the bathwater when they say social justice is bad because the proudest tradition in the United States is liberal social justice according to Tim Urban. For clarity lowercase l liberal again the civil rights movement was patriotic, it said that liberalism was a beautiful thing and that our country needed to do better at it. Marxists think that liberalism is bad. Marxists believe that liberalism is the problem. Marxists view problems like inequality and racism as inevitable results of liberalism. Marxists argue that there are upper people and lower people and that the lower people must overthrow the upper people who are oppressing them. This would be achieved by overthrowing liberalism. A liberal progressive and conservative progress may disagree about policies, but they are both conservative when it comes to preserving society's bedrock of liberalism. A Marxist is more radical because he wants to go beneath the given policy and overthrow society's bedrock of liberalism. The layer below liberalism consists of the core tenets of modernity, including reason, the notion that there is objective truth, and the scientific method. Postmodernists are even more radical than Marxists because they want to make changes to the core tenets of modernity, the layer beneath liberalism. Postmodernists believe that science itself is a tool of oppression. They believe that science was created to serve the powerful at the expense of the oppressed. Postmodernists believe that math itself was. Graphics from the book that shows the development of the ideologies. The components of social justice fundamentalism, SJF, are antithetical to the values of liberal social justice. This is not specifically about wokeness. It is about a radical movement in the U.S. doing things that a radical movement is not supposed to be able to do in the U.S. The wokeness movement has hijacked institutions all across the country. The rise of the wokeness movement reveals that the U.S. is vulnerable to a forcefully expansionist movement that wants to destroy the workings of the country, the liberal gears and levers, and tear them apart. The ideology of the social justice fundamentalist mob wants to tear apart the delicate workings of liberal democracy and shred the critical lines of trust, according to Tim Urban. Threats to the inner workings of the liberal democracy affect everything else that is built on top of it, from nuclear energy to artificial intelligence. Where Moa had a hard cudgel to force his ideology, the SJF mob exists in a liberal democracy so it must use a soft cudgel. The soft cudgel can have the same effect as the hard cudgel if it is able to scare people into shutting up, get them fired, or socially ostracize them. The soft cudgel relies on fear and is a house of cards. As soon as the fear goes away, the soft cudgel loses its power and the whole thing falls apart. Awareness without courage does very little. Stop saying stuff that you do not believe if you want to be courageous. Most people will not lose their jobs for speaking their minds. Speak your mind when you are in small groups, the sky will not fall, and people will respect you for it. Censorship Gap From the book, censorship takes a single region formed by an aligned thought pile and speech curve and turns it into three regions by generating these two censorship gaps. Society becomes more stupid when the artificially generated speech region grows and the active communal thinking region shrinks. Active communal thinking is the region where we can actually think together and come up with ideas. If no one can think together, the discussion of ideas gets siloed into small private conversations, which limits progress. Free speech There is a clear difference between cancel culture and criticism culture. Criticism culture is a high-rung idea lab that attacks the idea and encourages further discussion. Cancel culture attacks the person. Criticism culture attacks the idea while cancel culture attacks the person. Cancel culture makes everyone scared to talk and it shuts down discussion. Regardless of the topic of debate, any proponent of liberal democracy should be against cancel culture, according to Tim. Thinking in universities, there is a trade-off between knowledge and conviction. Universities are pinning people at the top of Child's Hill in the graphic. Important disagreements are no longer happening on college campuses today, Many colleges are telling their students that there is a right set of views, mainly views based on woke ideology, and anyone who opposes this set of ideas is bad. This behavior nails people's feet to Child's Hill. This behavior is fixed by awareness and courage, according to Tim Urban. Kids are no longer going to college to become more robust thinkers, they're going to college and becoming zealots. Liv Borey joins the conversation. Having external pressure to complete the work can help reduce procrastination. Hopes for the future. Death is the human physical machine failing. There is no law of nature that says the machine must fail. Tim Urban is excited for the time when the person can decide when their machine fails. He thinks that people will look back on death, as it happens today, as barbaric. Recommended reading. A Fable of the Dragon Tyrant by Nick Bostrom. The ultimate achievement is humans dying when they are ready to die. He believes this is achievable within the next 250 years. The future is going to be weird and different progress over the next several decades will not look like progress over the previous decades, because it never does. Books Mentioned by Tim Urban Ian Banks' 10 Book Culture Set A Walk in the Woods by Bill Bryson The Idiot by Fyodor Dostoevsky